Hello, fellow addicts and listeners. My name is Meredith, and this is the Diary of a Young Addict podcast. I was so, so, so excited about today's topic because it is something I am constantly working on. So with that being said, we are going to be talking about relationships today, specifically relationships while you're in recovery. So when you're new to meetings and you bring up a relationship, the first thing someone's going to bring up to you is the quote from page 158 of Narcotics Anonymous Living Clean, and it says, don't get into romantic relationships your first year, meaning of recovery. And, you know, I didn't follow that and I was okay, but it goes on to say something and it has a really good point. So this is what the literature says. So it says, don't get into romantic relationships in your first year. Might be the most repeated, least listened to piece of advice in the fellowship. We need time to get our feet on the ground, to build support, to work some steps and figure out who we are. But many of us don't take that time in the beginning. This is like building a house without laying a foundation. Sooner or later, that work needs to get done. And it's a lot easier to do it in the beginning than to try to build a foundation under a standing structure. So take that as you will. Not everyone listens but comes from people with experience. So I would just remember that. Another thing you'll hear a lot of people say when you're looking for getting into a relationship is gonna be an ideals list. And you're probably asking, what is that? So an ideals list is gonna be your list of non-negotiables in a partner. So for example, I'll read you mine. So I have needs and then I have a list of wants. So under my needs, my list says is motivated cares for their physical body, doesn't do drugs, is honest slash lives with integrity, open-minded, good relationship with parents, respects others, good communicator, diligent, hard worker, financially independent, someone who understands or tries to understand addiction. And then on my list of wants would be confident, outgoing, makes good money, affectionate with me, dominant. So that's just a good idea of something to go by to keep your boundaries strong. Like I know for me, I will meet the most handsome person, most beautiful person in the world, and I will drop all of my boundaries and everything I've set forward for myself because this person is so beautiful and wants me. And so like looking at this list will just remind you like, okay, like they don't have everything I want. So essentially I'm just wasting my time. Along the idea of boundaries, I meant to bring that up as a topic totally on its own because it's so important. And boundaries for me, like I was great at them when I first came in the rooms and then I was bad and then I was great and then I was bad. It was just like on and off. And it's just something I have to constantly work on consciously. So for example, like I was dating this guy last year and I let my boundaries go a lot with him. My number one rule with him was do not smoke in front of me. I don't want to smell it. Don't do drugs in front of me. He lights up a blunt in his living room and he's like, come sit with me. And I'm just like so shocked in the moment. I don't even know what to say. And thank God my dog is there. And he's like pawing on the door because he wants to go outside. I'm like, oh, thank the Lord. Like I have an out. So I just go outside and I cry my eyes out. That just shows like, for one, he doesn't respect me and my recovery. And two, he doesn't respect my boundaries that I set in place at the beginning of this relationship. I had let my boundaries go so far that I would just allow him to drink in front of me because he kept pushing them and pushing them and I didn't want to feel like annoying. So that's an example 
of a recent-ish time in my recovery where I let my boundaries falter. But a time when I did really good with my boundaries is recently because I've been working on them because of that whole relationship. Um, I met this guy on Tinder and things had going great. Like we had been on a few dates, nothing had gotten sexual yet. It was just going really good overall. And then he found out that I had a medication that he wanted and was begging me for it. It was like so uncomfortable and just weird. And this man was about to become a pharmacist. So that is terrifying that he was begging me for my medication when he's gonna be around all these medications freely and getting paid for it. So like, I didn't end it until a week after that because I just had needed some time to think about it. And then I realized like, I can't be with someone if I'm gonna be worrying about them taking things that I need. Overall, I don't wanna be with someone I can't trust. So yeah, I'm always working on those boundaries and I have to remind myself of them and following that ideals list. But like even with the negative situation with boundaries that I had, I learned a lesson and I learned to take those as red flags and see them as they are. All it is like if you don't have good boundaries, people are going to push you around in romantic relationships, just friendships and just relationships in general. So if you're not great at those, I would get started now. And it takes a while, and like I said, it is constant work, but people respect you a lot more when you have those boundaries and when you're assertive. So the next topic under relationships that I wanted to cover was my thoughts on being in a relationship romantically with a person in recovery versus a person who's not in recovery. So we'll start first with being in a relationship romantically with a person who is in recovery. So I definitely think there's pros and cons. We'll start with the biggest con is that they could relapse at any point and a recovering drug addict plus a drug addict is not a good match. I know for me personally, I've worked so hard at getting people out of my life who use drugs. And so I would definitely not wanna be in a relationship with a person who's using drugs. But then on the flip side, you have all the pros of this. The pros of this relationship with a person in recovery could include when they make a mistake, they actually want to fix it. They're actively trying to become a better person. They have morals that they live by. And overall, when you're dating a person in recovery, they are just trying to better themselves all the time. And that's the best kind of person you can be around. So then we go on to my thoughts about being with a person who is not in recovery. So I feel like this could look very different. Like you have people like my dad who just don't really drink at all, definitely don't use drugs. And then you have people who might be partying every weekend or more or less or whatever. But it doesn't take over their lives like it would for an addict. So I guess in my eyes, ideally for me, I would want to be with a person who just kind of chooses not to use and they just don't live like a big party lifestyle. But you know, that's not very common to come across nowadays. It seems like, like ever since COVID hit, all everyone wants to do is party and get drunk and talk about how fucked up they are. And I'm just not interested in that anymore. It just kind of turns me off, to be honest. Another thing I wanted to hit on was 
how I've changed in looking for a partner. So this may just sound crazy to some people. I don't know. I've heard people who related. But for a while, and this was in my recovery, like when I was dating people, I would rush to want to have sex with them. And then like if they weren't good at sex, I wouldn't want to date them. So like I was basing potential romantic relationships off of sexual performance. And then after that, I would look at the emotional side and how we connected and vibed. Of course, that's not what it looks like for me today. Today, like, I'm even more impressed by um, a date where, like, we don't have sex for multiple dates. First and foremost, today, I want someone I can connect with emotionally because that's not something that will change. People's sexual performance and their looks and their bodies, that stuff will change over time. Of course, I can't convince you not to be in a relationship. Ultimately, that's up to you if you're new in recovery, but just please have boundaries and make sure that you're just not wasting your time. One thing I have found is that like through step work and becoming a better person and just growing as a person constantly, I found that I attract better people. I heard someone say that like, when you vibrate at a higher frequency, you're going to attract those at the higher frequency. So I guess that kind of goes along those lines. So now let's talk about platonic relationships, as in friendships. So I'll give y'all a little backstory that I don't know if I've covered before, but I had first got clean when I was 16, and I think one of the main reasons I had relapsed was because I was working a program and everything, but I was still hanging around people who were using right in front of my face. And this is like me with like days clean. So when I got clean this time around at 18, I figured I had to do something different because last time I relapsed. So like even in the NA literature, it says we have to change our people, places and playthings. And so that's what I did. 90% of my friends are in recovery. And the people in recovery are really the only people I constantly hang out with. Every once in a while, I'll catch up with an old friend or I'll go out with some of my friends that do drink, but I really, really, really try and limit myself with that. From my experience, when I look back at the kind of people who were my friends back in my addiction, honestly, we just used each other. Like I would use them because their parents would lie to my parents and let us have parties at their house. And like, I would steal from them and they would use my drugs. And so like today I look at my relationships and my friendships and we all just genuinely want what's best for each other. And we don't ask for anything in return. It's really funny because when I got clean and like I deleted those people's numbers, from my addiction, they didn't reach out. Like they didn't ask how I was. They didn't say like what happened, why aren't you texting me? And so that just kind of shows more character. I know like if I was in trouble, if I needed something, the friendships I have in my life today, they would all drop everything and help me out. And it's kind of like I said earlier about like if you were dating someone else in recovery, like when your friends are people in recovery too, they're constantly trying to grow. Like if they make a mistake, they want to correct it. They want to make amends, you know? So it's just like two people in a relationship, platonically, just trying to grow and better themselves. Like that's exactly what I want to be around. 
So that is going to conclude episode four of Relationships and Boundaries. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a great day and be the best version of yourself you can be.